The Washburn Show. I'm Donnie Copeland sitting in for Doc Washburn. Doc is in the final stages of running for the governorship of the state of Arkansas, and uh, we're just a couple of days away now, and actually we are, yeah, Tuesday, it's happening, so uh, stay tuned, looking looking good. Uh, seems like Sarah Huckabee, <clears throat> excuse me, Sarah Huckabee Sanders' group is getting a little bit nervous, and that's always a good thing, and uh, so we're just so thankful that you joined us today. We're on episode 156, and today we're going to be talking about monkeypox and midterms. It's amazing how those things join together. Also, we're going to talk, be talking about Ukraine. Been digging a little bit into Ukraine, uh, looking at this because if you're like me, you just, you know, you look at it and you look at it from every angle and you say, man, you know, your heart goes out for the people. You see stuff, uh, you know, the, the, uh, stuff that is, uh, sent back here and just can't figure out where to land on it. You know, we, we've been trained and really uh, programmed to think of Russia as just being the evil empire. And, you know, perhaps they are uh, all of our life. I'm 61 years old and, and, you know, Russia's always been, you know, from Rocky to everything else. Russia's always been the, you know, the nemesis. And uh, so, we're going to talk about Ukraine and, uh, is Ukraine nothing but kabuki theater? And I'll, I'll explain, uh, here. But anyway, so thankful to join you, uh, that you joined us rather. Uh, we're so thankful for all of our sponsors. Uh, and, uh, we're so thankful for you that you joined us and just means the world to us. Thank you for the way you've been so patient. Hopefully this next week, I'm sure he'll want to take a day or two just to kind of gather himself. I think we figured up to the day, Doc's uh, traveled about 15,000 miles uh, over the last uh, few months. So it's been uh, quite an ordeal. And uh, so I'm sure he's going to want to, uh, he's going to want to, to get some, some more, uh, you know, a little rest under his belt. I'm sorry, uh, I had the volume turned down. So I hope that helps a little bit right there. Um, but uh, this is Donnie Copeland sitting in for Doc Washburn. This is episode 156. We're so thankful that you joined us uh, for this episode. We're going to be talking about uh, monkeypox in the midterms. Also, we're going to be talking about Ukraine. Is it really nothing but kabuki theater? Not taken away from the pain, the suffering, and certainly the people of Ukraine. But from a political standpoint, uh, I think you, you're going to see... That, uh, as per usual, we're, we're being played, uh, and, and, uh, and yeah, it's a little tougher than that, uh, because of people's lives at stake. It's not just a country, it's, it's individuals and it's lives. Uh, but, uh, Doc, uh, hopefully will be joining us sooner than later and he'll be coming back to, uh, uh getting back on the podcast, uh, this, this week, uh, feel real strong. Probably take a couple of days just to, uh, you know, to, to digest everything and, and get, hopefully get ready uh, to start the general election. And, uh, if, if this is the end of the road, uh, then, you know, we'll be, we'll be reevaluating everything at that point. But it's been a great race and, uh, thank you for your patience again. 
and uh, to all of our sponsors uh, for your patience meant the world to us. Yeah, um, this monkeypox thing. I want to I want to go there uh, today and talk about that a little bit. Um, the infamous Wuhan lab. Let's see. This is from the National Pulse. Says the infamous Wuhan lab recently assembled. Wow, look at this. Uh, this is dated uh, May 22, May 22nd. Uh, so it is yesterday. Uh, the infamous Wuhan lab recently assembled monkeypox strains using methods flagged for creating contagious pathogens. Uh, and here we, uh, and here are we here because of Chinese experiments again. Uh, let's see if I, how much of this I want to read, if any. Uh, yeah, it's not a lot. I think it'd be good for good for us. The Wuhan Institute of Virology assembled a monkeypox virus genome, allowing the virus to be identified through PCR tests using a method researchers flagged for potentially creating a contagious pathogen. Anything sound familiar so far? The National Pulse can reveal. Uh, let's see. The study was first published in February of 2022, just months before the latest international outbreak of monkeypox cases, which appeared to have now reached the United States. The paper, which was authored by nine Wuhan Institute of Virology researchers and published in the lab's quarterly scientific journal, Virologica Seneca, also follows the wide-scale use of polymerase chain reaction or PCR test to identify COVID-19 positive individuals. Researchers appeared to identify a portion of the monkeypox virus genome, enabling P PCR tests to identify the virus in the paper. Efficient assembly of a large fragment of monkeypox uh, monkey virus genome as qPCR template using dual selection-based transformation associated recombination. Uh, monkeypox viruses referred to as uh, MPXV in the paper have strains that are more pathogenic and have been reported to infect humans in various parts of the world. Quantitative polymerase chain reaction, or PCR, is the gold standard for the detection of ortho, uh, orthopox virus, including MPVX, for panorthopox viruses detection. And it goes on and on, a lot of, uh, a lot of science uh, language there. Um, since MPVX infection has never been associated with an outbreak in China, the viral genome or genomic uh, material required for PCR detection is unavailable. Uh, let's see if there's anything else here for your reading. Um, you know, the bottom line is, you know, uh, we, we we're seeing this movie again, uh, the second, you know, the sequel, and. Uh, I think it's fascinating. It's happening. You, you're starting to get the little ripples, uh, and of all things, you're getting the ripples around the um, the primaries, which are in May, obviously, closer to June. So June, July, July to August, August, September, September, October, October, November, uh, five months be probably perfect time. Uh, to get it uh, to where I had to start shutting down everything. You probably have to do, start doing a lot of mail-in voting, uh, a lot of absentee voting, 
uh, start shutting down uh, restaurants and stuff, you know, just, uh, you know, typical stuff that uh, happens every November that there's an election. Um, and so, again, I, I go back to an episode we had some time back, and I think it may be one of the most uh, important episodes that that I have done. I know Doc, you know, and it's probably talked about this as as well. But I know for me, it's probably of the, I don't know how many I've done, 10 or 15, something like that, maybe a few more. Of all the episodes that I have done, I, I think without a shadow of a doubt, uh, the episode on the consent of the governed is is probably the most, because I think that principle applies to so much, and it certainly applies here. And that is, uh, you as citizens, you and I as citizens, we, we have been conditioned to say, well, I wonder if the government's going to let us do that. And we have to stop thinking like that. I have to stop. I have to even stop that thought from coming in my noggin. And I have to think, wait a minute. You know, listen, the government has no power, but the power you give them. The, the government has no money except for the money that you give them. Government is broke. Government has no money. Government has no power except for the power that you give them. And they have no money except for the money that you give them. So if you don't give them any money, you don't give them any power, then they have none. Now, I know that sounds much easier than it than it is, for sure. Uh, because there's the reprisals and there's, you know, they can punish you. If you don't believe me, ask the people that have been in jail for over 400 days, uh, in Washington, D.C. because they went and, uh, and, and didn't protest, but they just gathered at the Capitol and then they ended up being, um, arrested. Many of them never even went into the, to the Capitol. And yet they're in a prison somewhere, rotting in a jail cell without any due process whatsoever. We give greater due process to terrorists. We give greater due process to gang leaders. We give greater due process to mass murderers. We give greater uh, due process to illegal uh, migrants. We give illegal, uh, we give more due process to pedophiles than we do to people who were Trump supporters on January the 6th. And that, my friend, is uh, what I would call a political prisoner. And, uh, you know, I think it is severely disappointing that I haven't been up there protesting, that you haven't been up there protesting. But even more so, listen, we hired uh, for for me, I hired French Hill. I hired uh, through my vote. I hired John Bozeman uh, to represent me, and those two, uh, and Bruce Westerman and Rick Crawford and Steve Womack are the other congressional uh, members of the delegation. Those men were hired to go to Washington to represent the state of Arkansas specifically. Now you're in the state that you live in. Uh, your congressional delegation, your Senate delegation, oh, Tom Cotton, let's not forget Uncle Tom, our brother Tom uh, Cotton. And uh, so these, uh, what, six men were were voted on by the uh, voters of Arkansas uh, to, let's see, uh, Crawford, Womack, 
uh, Hill, yes, and Westerman, and then the two senators. So six, uh, in a small state, we have six representatives. Those guys should be at that, should be there at that, uh, facility protesting every single day. I asked Conrad Reynolds when Conrad Reynolds was, uh, running, uh, starting to run for Congress. I said, Conrad, you need to be at least once a week, you need to do uh, some type of public event in front of that of that jail or that prison where those political prisoners are. Uh, they deserve that. And every member of Congress should be there. No, I'm working a job. You're working a job. I don't have time to drive to D.C. to protest. Uh, I need you. I'm, you're getting paid $186,000 a year. You get yourself up there and you represent me and the rest of Arkansas. You represent California. You represent Illinois. You represent Virginia. You represent Texas, Louisiana, Missouri, uh, Arizona, uh, all the people under the sound of my voice. You go there and you hold a press conference once a week. Get a leader of the Senate. Uh, get rid of Mitch McConnell. Get a leader of the Senate. Get rid of Kevin McCarthy and get a House speaker that will coordinate and say, we are going to that facility every week and reminded them these people are not receiving due process. Uh, and, and so this all goes back monkeypox and midterms. This is all uh, a replay of what has happened before. And, and we have to say enough is enough. We're not putting up with this. We're, we're not going to allow this. It's not going to happen. And, uh, we're not going to, we're not going to put up with it whatsoever. And I think that is so, so very important. Now, will, will monkeypox uh, be the elixir they need uh, to put us back in quarantine and put us back in. See, it's got to be something that is uh, believable enough that enough people die and that that enough people are, are scared out of their mind for them to uh, for it to be effective. Um, and so, you know, here we go again. Uh, and I'm hoping our learn, uh, our leaders have learned lessons, uh, about being hoodwinked. Uh, quit listening to bureaucrats. Listen to a myriad of, of professionals. Listen to virologists. They're not being paid by the government or not on the World Health Organization's, uh, payrolls. Uh, speaking of, and I'm not, I'm not getting off of this about monkeypox and midterms. Listen. It may not be monkeypox, but it's going to be something every time that they're going to do to try to disrupt voting. Uh, they are so corrupt. Uh, they are so criminalized, the, the Democratic Party. And, and, and quite honestly, and if I'm wrong, I will come back on here, uh, you know, if Doc will allow me and I will, I will personally apologize. But I could all but guarantee you that when this is traced back, that Barack Obama is at the very base of this. Not because he's black, not because he was president for eight years and I've got some axe to grind. No, because, uh, he is, he is a, uh, Sololinsky disciple. Uh, he is all about disruption. He's all about uh, these tactics, you know, his best friends are the weather underground, uh, and they are, they are criminals. 
and and I'm, I'm I'm just gonna be honest. I believe he's a criminal, and I believe that they are uh, behind this. Uh, one, I don't think that uh, Joe Biden has enough gray matter to 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 pull this off. No way. I mean, he is the perfect, you know, weekend at Bernie's Mancurian uh, candidate for sure. Uh, but there's there's somebody there's there's some bodies behind this to where they can uh, they can control votes they can control voting from here on out and so uh, it, it may not be monkeypox but it's going to be something it's going to be something that causes them uh, to be able to have mail-in voting to to do things that are that is unconventional not easily detected. Um, and so we have to be vigilant. So when it comes to whether it's monkeypox or something else that they want to lock down uh, in November during the midterm elections, because listen to me, if if they don't get monkeypox, they don't get something. Democrats are going to lose more seats than they've lost in the history of this nation. But it's not going to matter if Republicans uh, don't hire, get leadership. One, uh, get people in the primaries like tomorrow here. I'm um, Tuesday here is going to be, um, Conrad Reynolds run against French Hill and then, uh, Jake Beck, uh, and, uh, let's see, and, and Jan Morgan run against John Bozeman. If, if you don't get Conrad Reynolds, uh, it's not going to matter. If you get French Hill again, he's never going to vote against Kevin McCarthy, but Conrad Reynolds will. Uh, I'm not sure about, uh, Beck and, and, uh, it's not Beck, uh, it's Beck something. Uh, but anyway, I, I don't think, I don't think he's ever going to, uh, Beckett, Beckett. That's what it is with a Q though. Not a K. Jack Beckett. Uh, or Jen Morgan, Jen Morgan probably would vote against Bozeman. I mean, against McConnell as leader, <clears throat> as majority leader. I don't think that you could, you would see, and he may, he may, you know, he may, he may be more conservative than Jen Morgan. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about the two of them, but I know Conrad Reynolds will, no doubt about it, uh, because he's going to join the Liberty Caucus. Uh, and so, and, and, and align himself with people who are real conservatives, uh, in the congressional delegation. <clears throat> and so it is, it is imperative. Listen, you can have the biggest landslide in the world, but if you got those same couple of yahoos up there that are leading things and they're part of the culture. And, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. That's, that's one of the problems with, with, uh, I mean, that's one of the Achilles heels of, of President Trump. Is listening to people around him, thinking Kevin McCarthy or or uh, Mitch McConnell is, you know, acceptable, and they're they're just simply not, uh, you know, and 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 so, you know, it, it disturbs me, and to be quite honest, that Donald Trump endorsed Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania. That bothers me. Because Mehmet Oz is not a conservative. Now we'll see. He's up 1,100 votes right now on uh, David McCormick. And uh, we'll see if that holds and sustains through the recount. Uh, and, and then we'll see if he were to hold up and he became the next senator after the primary in Pennsylvania. 
we'll see. You know, time will tell. There's nothing like time. It, it unveils and tells all. Uh, you know, Tom Cotton was Mr. Red, White, and Blue. He was, uh, you know, Mr. Stand Up for President Trump. Uh, but man, he folded like a, you know, like a lawn chair. So, uh, hey man, you, when things get on, when, when the rubber meets the road, that's when you find out where people really are. It's fine. You find out what they're really made of. And, uh, and we're going to know, we're going to know here before long. So, so very important, uh, that, uh, that we stay vig- vigilant. You know, thank God for great, uh, great talents and, and great, uh, journalists like Julie Kelly, like Molly Hemingway, like John Solomon, um, you know, like Project Veritas. Uh, like Dinesh D'Souza, like True the Vote, which is not journalists, but a organization that ensures voter integrity. And so, uh, you know, I mean, they're, they're, you got a handful of people doing a lot of fighting, but they are super capable. They're very good. I, I would throw Glenn Greenwald in that group because while he's not a conservative, He's an actual reporter. If there's something to report, he's going to find it and he's going to report it. And that's the way it ought to be, Republican or Democrat. And so, um, you know, we got to stay vigilant. We, we got to, you know, support the people that are doing this work. Uh, and then, uh, it, it's, it's incumbent upon us to vote. Uh, but then if, if we start getting, uh, government starts trying to, impose more on us we have to remember that government has to have our permission for them to lock us down government has to have our position uh, permission uh, to take things from us under the guise of protecting us uh, and so uh, we have to realize our our power we have to realize our worth we have to realize who we are we have to realize uh the, the, the actual authority that we have and, and then start calling on the people that are supposed to be representing us. Say, Hey man, I need you down at, uh, where these political prisoners are. What are you doing? Uh, quit going on TV and talking about, you know, uh, basketball and, and, and baseball and, 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 you know, collective bargaining and football or whatever else. Uh, what was that the other day? I, I actually did a show on it where they're, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're talking, oh, UFOs, you know, leave the UFO symposium and go down there and stand with those political prisoners that are rotten and in jail, uh, please. And, uh, you know, I used to, and, and here's something that really kind of bothers me a lot is that used to when somebody say, Hey, you work for me, blah, blah, blah. And I think, eh, that's kind of, you know, that's, that's kind of harsh. That's kind of, and yet that's exactly one. If you did your job, wouldn't have to talk to you like that. If you did your job and you wasn't at UFO simpo, uh, hearings instead of down there, stand there for political prisoners, you wouldn't have to say something like that. And, and I don't want to talk like that to a, you know, to a, a congressman or a senator. But they do work for us as the voter, and we do need to ask them, you know, and do it politely. And we do it, and then if they don't do it, then we don't we we become a little more stern. Uh, 
And, and I would probably wait till I got really at the very, probably the last resort to say, hey, you work for me. Uh, but in essence, they really do. Uh, but we need them to represent us. And then uh, we need to remember that that there is the consent of the governed. Uh, we do not have to give up power. We do not have to give up authority uh, unless uh, we want to. Uh, and especially if it's God-given liberty, we do not have to give it up. That is clear in the Constitution. It is the consent of the governed. And, uh, and so, you know, let the abortionists well and, and, and get so upset because they cannot kill babies. But we as the consent of the government is look, we, we, you know, you want to talk about my body, my choice. When you had, when you conceived a child and that ch- child starts forming your body, uh, you have, you had a choice, but now there's another body in, in you, within your body. And that body has a choice. And when you had that child, you, you lost your choice about that child. You can choose about your life, but you can't, you can't make decisions for this child, uh, because this child is too young to speak for itself. So we as a, as a society have to speak for it. And so that's, that's the bottom line. We, we have to stay vigilant, you know, be sober, be vigilant. Uh, because liberty can be so easily lost and we give ground and we give ground and we give ground and before long there's no ground, uh, any longer to, to give. It's all been taken. So I think that's so, so very important. So very important. Uh, this, this whole monkeypox thing, I was just kind of looking at some of the stuff going on here and, uh, I, if I remember right, I believe there was a um, there was an article that I read about the everybody that had had smallpox vaccinations. Uh, they were uh, protected, but the problem is you have so many people. Smallpox was so long ago. So many, so few people uh, have that vaccination, and certainly not most of the younger people so it is um it says uh see i've just already been three cases this was four hours ago three cases have been found uh in uh, in the united states so far uh and it's it's some nasty stuff man i mean um Says, uh, monkeypox is spreading around the world. What is the disease and how, what is the disease and how dangerous is it? Um, and, you know, and, and don't forget, uh, we, we live in a, we live in a sphere or in a, what's, um, very close to fear, but it's a, it's an, it's a bubble sphere of, of, you know, fear theater of, of, of fear mongering. Um, uh, says here, health authorities in Europe, the U.S. and Australia are investigating a recent outbreak of monkeypox cases, a rare viral disease typically found in Africa. Hey, if one, why isn't everybody 
in that lab at Harvard, at Harvard, and then the lab in Wuhan. Uh, why have the, why, why are all those people in jail? Uh, and then why wasn't that, that place in Wuhan, uh, say, look, you, you, every single one of your, uh, ambassadors and State Department people, uh, that's here from China are being sent home if you don't shut down that lab. So why is that lab still open? Why is the same stuff coming now out of this lab, monkeypox, uh, where COVID came from? Germany on Friday reported its first case of the virus becoming the last European country to identify an outbreak. In the uh, UK alone, and the cases have doubled since the first was the first one was identified on May the seventh. So we're talking about a doubling of cases in what 15 days. The, the country now has 20 confirmed cases. Any of this sound familiar? If you see, uh, you'll see this, the pictures of monkeypox. Uh, it's 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 a nasty. It's it's a it's it's bad just the sight of it the lesions and and all uh i'm telling you man we, we've got to get some leadership i don't know if it's donald trump i don't know if it's ron DeSantis. we i'm telling you who it's not and if i get another email in fact i sent them i got an email from herschel walker whom i love by the way and i'm hoping and praying i i, I, I sent him money and so I, I hope he wins. But I, but I got a, a text Saturday and, uh, from Nikki Haley and I, from, uh, from Herschel Walker's uh, campaign. And, and I, I, I sent it back. I said, look, I said, uh, I love Herschel Walker. I think he'll make a great senator. Uh, I want him to beat Warnock, but do not send me anything else from Nikki Haley. And I, I sent him back a quote where Nikki Haley said, that President Trump disappointed us on January the 6th. No, he didn't. President Trump didn't disappoint us on January the 6th. You and Michael Pence and Sarah Huckabee Sanders as Michael Pence's buddy and all of you that, that, that Donald Trump gave you, gave you an ambassadorship, gave him vice presidency, gave her a uh, spokesperson role. You stabbed him in the back and, and you created that trouble at at the Capitol so that Mike Pence wouldn't have to present the evidence of a stolen election because Donald Trump was upsetting your apple cart. Donald Trump was starting to break into your cabal. All of a sudden, the administrative state was under assault and they couldn't stand it. But I'm going to tell you, I don't know if it's Donald Trump. I don't know if he's got what it takes to do it. I don't know. And I'm not saying that. To doubt him, I'm just saying he had four years and I think he believes the people around him too much. When you're endorsing Mehmet Oz, when you're endorsing, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders and she's stabbing you in the back and you're endorsing John Bozeman who said that you could be prosecuted for January the 6th, there, there's a disconnect somewhere and, uh, you better get some people around you that can tell you because I believe President Trump can do it and I'd vote for him in a heartbeat. Uh, but man, he's going to get some people around him. But I said all that to say, uh, I got this, uh, text from Nikki Haley about, uh, Herschel Walker. I said, look, I've given him money to Herschel Walker. I'm going to give him money again, 
but uh, I'm not giving him money because of you. And if the surest way to get me not to give Herschel Walker money is have Nikki Haley text me. And I know it's a group text. I'm not thinking she's sitting there texting me personally, but I'm I'm telling you. And and the answer back was okay. Thank you for your input. So I hope that goes up the food chain. I hope they tell somebody because I don't I don't care to hear from Nikki Haley. I don't care to hear from Nick uh, from Ted Cruz. I don't care to hear from sure to heck Lindsey Graham. Uh, and just to be honest with you, I don't want to hear from most of them. And so, um, uh, because, you know, they are two-faced, they stab, uh, true conservatives in the back. Uh, you know, and, and I'll talk about this later, I, I, but Ted Cruz, I, I saw a tweet from him today. I'm like, dude, you know, save it. Uh, and, and I'm telling you, I was a Ted Cruz fan. I had, we had Ted Cruz at our, like I said, at our church. And, uh, you know, I don't hate the guy personally. I just have nothing for that. You know, I mean, our country here is at stake. We're we're burning, you know, we're on fire. And and this this administration doing whatever they can to destroy this nation, in my opinion, and and bring it, take it into a, a tailspin. And the whole thing is for a global uh, reset. I mean, let's just be honest. That's what it's all about. Um I saw the other day this this thing about you know Biden uh, giving our sovereignty to to uh, the World Health Organization, and I thought no he's not because uh, the World Health or well World Health Organization has no more authority than you and I give them. That's for people that that don't know their rights. That's for people that thinks that. The government gives them their power. The government gives them permission to do something. The government doesn't give me squat because the government doesn't own anything. The government doesn't have any money and the government doesn't have any power. You can't take my sovereignty. You, you, I don't care how many, uh, treaties you sign, Joe Biden. You're not taking my sovereignty. Uh, I decide who I follow. I voted for people. And that's the people I want to follow. I'm not following anybody from the WHO. I'm not following anybody from uh, any other international organization. So you can just stop. Um, so we've got to stay vigilant. We've got to stay uh, very, very uh, watchful because, I mean, things are, uh, you know, th- things can escalate in a hurry. Uh, and... Uh, and, and, and that's why governors are so important. And that's why for the state of Arkansas, you know, listen, uh, if, if Asa Hutchison caved during this COVID pandemic, pandemic to Tyson, to Walmart, to even to the federal government, uh, you think Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who is running with him, and, and and then and I, I'm saying this not just uh, I'm saying this for the Arkansas folks, but I'm also saying this for you that live in other cities or, or in other parts of the country and other states that look at who your leaders are. Look who you're voting for Tuesday in your primary and vote for the most uh, conservative person. Because, listen. Uh, you, you vote for who's got the most money. You got for who wears the nicest clothes. You vote for the person, you know, that combs their hair the best. 
and and then monkeypox comes down and they want to shut you down and they want to shut your kids down and they want to put a mask on you and they want to force you to get a vaccination, you better get somebody in there that believes like you do. You better get somebody. I don't care if they comb their hair right. I don't care if they wear the right thing. I don't know if they may not be a member of the country club and they may not have a bunch of money. But if they're conservative, you better get them on your side so they'll stand up against this tyranny for sure. We're going to be back here in just a moment and uh, continue this uh, thought. But uh, we're going to hear from our sponsors here in just a second. If you try to buy a car recently, realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy it online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guide you through a few easy questions, and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Like my friend Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster. Who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who've been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton, make sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt on the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. You know, we're seeing so much of this. Uh, I mean, it's so familiar, the monkeypox versus the uh, COVID-19. And it's this, well, you know, slow creep. Oh, there's a case here, there's a case there. And it's like, boom, 
You know, it's just everywhere. And that's, you know, some of that's virology. That's not just, you know, I'm not talking about that being uh, some type of, uh, you know, planned thing. That That's that's virology. Now, could the virus have been planned? Yeah, but the, the spread of the virus is, uh, you know, that that is that's basic virology. Uh, but but if you have a if if you have the same uh, the, the same lab in Wuhan Wuhan China and and the same thing that got out the same lab where COVID got out and I'm using air quotes here got out and now monkeypox you know first time uh, well one with everything that that we've read about it. Uh, I, I don't believe for a minute that it was not intentional, uh, but two times, no, no. Uh, and so, man, there needs to be, and and when I say there needs to be, again, you put pressure on your elected officials, and you don't stop. You burn, you melt their phones, calling them. You know, so often we get upset. And man, we rant and rave and go on uh, social media. Uh, but buddy, if, if we put the, listen, you can't put pressure on the whole system. You got to put pressure where you have leverage and where you have leverage as a voter. And the more voters you get and you put enough pressure on enough and you get enough leverage on enough elected officials and say, we, if they're give, still given a dime to that Wuhan, uh, a lab shut it down. Do not let anybody travel over there, travel back for bit, whatever you got to do, lock it down, throw away the can- key, burn the place down, bury it 10 feet under in a nuclear, uh, you know, some kind of new nuclear, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, underground, uh, dungeon, whatever. I don't know that I, that's not the word I'm looking for, but, uh, why we put up with this, why we allow this, uh, and, and I'm just, I'm done. I'm, I'm done with, you know, the passiveness and, and, and I'm not talking about violence. I'm not talking about, you know, arms. I'm talking about using the, using the power that we already have, because here's the problem. We do not, we do not understand a lot of times the power that we have. And so we revert to using power or using, you know, uh, violence or using something like that. Or we think about it. I'm not saying we do it, but we think about it. And, and, and when I say we think about it, I don't mean you sit there and plan it, but I mean, you're like, man, we gotta, you know, we gotta take up arms. And no, no. First thing you do is, is use the leverage you have. Use the government the way it was designed. And that is, it's a representative republic. You got, you and I have representatives and they need to be held accountable. And if they're not held accountable, uh, you know, I, I'd love to see us have it to where every single state, I, I'd love to see a, a federal, uh, a federal law passed or at least a state law to where you could recall uh, a, a senator or a congressman, and, but but if they're not doing their job and say, look, 
You know, you shut down that Wuhan. You do not let a person, uh, you don't let a person from America get near it. You don't let anybody from over there come over here if they smelled that place and, uh, and just stop this foolishness. You know, so often we put up with stuff we don't have to put up with. I remember years ago and uh, my boys were, you know, young. They were, I say young, they were, they were grown. They were not young, but they were living at home. They were, you know, older teenagers, uh, you know, 16, 17, 18, something like that. And, you know, I, I bought a, my wife and I bought all, bought all three of them a car, not brand new, but a nice used car for all three of them, a lot nicer than anything I ever had growing up. And uh, we bought them, you know, they all had cell phones. They all had insurance. I was paying for all the cell phones. I was paying for all the insurance. Uh, you know, we bought the cars and uh, I'm sitting there one night, you know, figured up bills or whatever. And my wife said, you know, how long are you going to do this to yourself? Like, do what? She said, you paying for car insurance on three cars that three grown men drive. You're paying for cell phones for three grown men and said, uh, you let them pay for them. And I thought, you know what? She's exactly right. And I figured it up. You know, it was probably over $200 for a, a month for the cell phones. And it was probably, I don't know, you know, probably at least, uh, two or $300, if not more. Uh, for the insurance for each car, you know, of course we had like five cars on there, but those three cars probably equaled at least $300 a month. So there's 500 bucks a month, man. That's six grand a year. And, uh, and, and so, uh, I, 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 I got to think about it. I thought, you know, and so I told them, I, I caught them all three in. I said, look, I said, you know, I'm giving you 30 days to get your own insurance, giving you 30 days to get your, you know, your phone, uh, and turn it over to you and you, you're on your own. And they still lived here. So I mean, it's not like they had utilities or rent or anything. And, uh, you know, what was amazing is they said, yes, sir. You know, didn't whine, didn't complain. We said we're not whiners and complainers anyway, but, it was just kind of like I let it go and they weren't going to say anything. They were getting free cell phones and free insurance. And my wife's like, you know, she was a kind of a third party observer. It's like, how long are you going to put up with this? How long are you going to do this to yourself? And, and that's my question to you and I tonight, uh, is uh, how long are we going to put up with this? You know, if, if thousands, if millions of us were calling, your your congressman, your senator said, hey, you need to get your happy self down there to that prison where they're holding those those pitiful people that these criminals are holding. Criminals are holding patriots and you need to get yourself down there. Tom Cotton, John Bozeman, hopefully you don't have a job after Tuesday. Uh, French Hill, you're done. So I'm not worried about you. Uh Bruce Westerman, Rick Crawford, I don't want you to hear another thing about what you're going to do and how you're going to fight at the border. I don't want to see another film of you down at the border talking about something you're going to do because you ain't going to do squat. You hadn't done squat. 
What I want you to do, you re, you're up there watching, you're probably not five blocks from that prison. You take yourself over there, you get over there and you have a press conference, you bring some attention to these pitiful people, these political prisoners over there. And, and you and I quit allowing our, uh, start holding our elected officials accountable. I have not, maybe you have, but I have not been holding them accountable. And I need to start holding them accountable. Now, Bruce Westerman is not my, you know, he doesn't represent me. Neither does Rick Crawford, neither does Steve Womack. And they're not going to do squat anyway. Uh, i just tell you that. Now, I believe, I know Conrad Reynolds will. And, and I'm going to tell him, you know, and he's a friend. I'm going to say, Conrad, man, you need to be down there once a week. And if you can't be down there, you know, every one week you can't be down there, then go down there two times that week. But but you need to be down there all the time. And then uh Tom Cotton, if you don't go down there, we're voting yourself out, you know, in your next when your next uh when your term uh, ends. Uh, and then Jake Beckett or Jen Morgan, if you end up beating John Bozeman, you need to be down there. But, uh, you know, and then start holding our, uh, these people accountable. And when they don't vote, when they vote for these budgets, when they vote for budgets that have Planned Parenthood in them, uh, then call them on the carpet and make life miserable. I don't, I'm not talking about being ugly. I'm not talking about being physical. I'm not talking about sitting at their home and using a megaphone. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about using proper channels. I'm talking about using, but use it. And we don't do it. At least I don't do it. Now I know there's a segment of you out there that you do this and you call. I don't. Uh, I've written maybe two letters to senators or congressmen in my lifetime, but we, listen, none of them are doing their blasted job. They're just not. I can name you on one hand the ones that are doing their job. Uh, Louis Gohmert, uh, uh, Thomas Massey, uh, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren uh, Boebert. Uh, those are, you know, those are House members. Maybe Jim Jordan. Uh, I mean, you can name on one hand the the senators and congressmen that are doing their job. And I know there are a few more congressmen, maybe several more, but not many, not many, not out of 435 or whatever it is. It's not many at all. I bet it's not 10%. I I don't think it's 5%. It's probably more like, you know, three, two or three, maybe 4%, maybe five at the very most. And you know why that is? It's because we do not hold them accountable. And we, we need to, we need to start. We need to start now. Uh, and so it is so very, very important that we, one, start taking ownership. We are, we are the government. Washington DC, for me here in Arkansas, Little Rock is not the government. I, I saw one of the coolest ads today for Doc Washburn. He was saying, uh, when I'm elected governor, we'll have evening, uh, office hours for people, you know, for those people that pay the taxes that work, that can't call between the hours of eight and four to the governor's office. You know why they can't call between eight and four? Because they're too busy working to pay for the governor to have a telephone, to have an office, but they can't call the office. 
if they've got a need because they're working from eight to four and they don't even have the decency to keep the, the place open till they get off work. And so Doc Washburn, well, what a novel concept. Actually, it is very novel. It shouldn't be, but it is. It said, hey, we're going to have evening hours. We're going to be open during the day, but people's going to come in in the evening and they'll be able to take your call. You'll be able to come up here and talk to people up to eight or nine o'clock at night. They didn't say eight or nine, but, but late in the evening. That's the way it ought to be. And, and I love what he said. He said, you know, he said the, the people that have first priority in my office will be, uh, the citizens, politicians and big time donors get behind the citizens. That's a, that's a change of pace, right? And that's what we need in this country. But listen, that is not going to happen till we demand it. And we have to demand it the right way. We have to demand it with the right attitude and with the right demeanor. Uh, I'm not advocating again that we do something that is violent. I'm not advocating we do something that is, that is, you know, not, uh, not kosher, not, you know, it's not godly, it's not, scriptural but neither do we have to be a, a doormat and just take it no more so we're not doing this anymore listen you get an immigration bill together i don't want to see another video about you and the border i don't want to see you bang the table again talk about how tough you are on china i want to see some a-c-t-i-o-n action hope that's the way it's spelled so uh I went from monkey pox and midterms, uh, but I'm telling you, we, we got to hold these people accountable. We have to hold these people accountable. Bottom line. That's what has to happen. Uh, we're going to be right back. We're going to talk about, um, the, um, what, what was our second, uh, oh, oh, Ukraine. Yeah. Ukraine and, uh, Kabuki theater. And so we'll be right back here in a minute. We'll talk a little bit more. We talk a lot about pushing back against the overreach of the federal government. What better example would there be than Obamacare? Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high copays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you need to go to a website called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you see the big, bold letters, Affordable Plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no copays. And then that big, beautiful red button that says Schedule Call Now. You click on the red button. You book a free consultation with my friend, Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage, and he also makes sure that your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover things like abortion, horrible things which would deeply offend your deeply held religious beliefs. MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. Affordable plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums. Personalized health coverage. Low to no deductible. No copays. Click the big red button, schedule a call now, book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. All right, let me ask you this. 
Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else. Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401k or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend, Jonathan Presswood, today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there, and there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501-303-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. We've been talking about the midterms and monkeypox and whatever the Democrats are going to try this time. Uh, and then that kind of evolved into us taking responsibility and then not allowing ourselves to be uh, are to consenting to consenting to something that is not in our best interest and re reimagining not reimagining but but reminding ourselves that of the principle of the consent of the governed that we must first consent to to be controlled and uh, we need to push back uh, so we're going to shift gears here and talk here for our last few minutes about Ukraine. And uh, I, I term this, is Ukraine Kabuki Theater? Uh, a, a quick uh, review of the actual term. It's, it's something you may or may not have heard it. I, I, I'm, I'm all but sure that most of you have. Uh, you have heard uh, of Kabuki Theater. And I want to give you, just so you know where I'm coming from on this, um, is a, I'm going to give you the pop culture definition. Um, kabuki Theater. It's a kabuki dance or kabuki play. Uh, what does kabuki theater mean? Uh, kabuki is a form of classical Theater in Japan, known for its elaborate costumes and dynamic acting. The phrase kabuki theater, uh, uh, sometimes used in political discourse to describe an event characterized more by showmanship than content. Uh, and so I see the, uh, the situation in the Ukraine, you know, all the yellow and blue flags and all the 
uh, you know, the, the, the stuff going on there. Something that Rush Limbaugh taught us as we listened to him, I listened to him for over 30 years, and something that uh, Rush Limbaugh taught taught me and taught you was, you know, one listen, uh, and 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 particularly one thing, and this doesn't apply here, but it, but it's good to add it right here. One thing that I think applies really well uh, about uh, listening is listening to the premise of a question. And I think one of the biggest mistakes we make as conservatives is when, especially conservative uh, uh, politicians and leaders, when being interviewed by liberal journalists and they accept the premise, the premise of a faulty question or a outright lie. And so I think the, the thing we have to do more of and you have to uh, do more of, even in just visiting with uh, liberals is not accepting the false premise of a particular question, you know, like, uh, you know, do you believe in uh, a, a pro-life or are you pro-life, but do you believe in abortion for that saves the life of the mother? And, and 99% of, Pro-life people typically will say, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't believe, you know, you should l- let a mom die to have a baby." Uh, but if you accept the premise of that question, what has happened is you've bought into the lie that you have to kill a child to save a woman. That has never happened. Okay, that has never happened. Uh, so that's impossible. I've heard that. Well, because you've heard it or because I've heard it. And, and I'm going to tell you, Doc's the one, Doc Washburn's the one that, that, and, and the one that helped him was C. Everett Coop, who is H.W. Bush, George H.W. Bush's uh, Surgeon General. And he said, you know, in my 36 years of being a pediatrician before he became Surgeon General, obviously, uh, he said, not one time did we ever have to abort a baby to save a woman. Now, you may have to take a child really early, and that child may have a very difficult time and may even not even live, but that baby had to be, uh, that baby had to be taken or, or birthed or through cesarean section or whatever, uh, because there was a situation where the baby had to be taken and it may put the baby in a very precarious uh, place health wise. No doubt about that. But that's far different than, oh, we're going to take a, uh, you know, uh, a set of four, uh, of, um, um, forceps and we're going to crush a baby's skull and that's going to save the mother. Uh, or we're going to take a, you know, vacuum and we're going to pull a baby's, uh, limbs from uh, apart, tear it apart, tear its little head off its body and, and pull it out and save the mother's life. Can you imagine the trauma going on in, inside that, that mother and that's supposed to save a mother? That makes no sense. And, and I'm 61 years of age and I, I never thought of that till Doc brought that up. And, uh, and, and where that came up was actually an interview with Mike Wickline with the Democratic Gazette. He said, you, you mean you don't believe in, 
abortion even for the saving of the mother's life. And that's when he said what I just said. And I sat there, you know, over to the side, just astounded and ashamed that, that I'd never examined that enough to even come up with that conclusion. And it totally changed how I think about that provision or exception to the abortion rule. And so uh, I go back to don't just assume something. You know, we see all the yellow and blue flags and we see all the video footage. And here's little Ukraine being attacked by big Russia. I'm not saying there's not some there's not some tragedy here. I'm not saying there's not some, uh, you know, the big the big bully against the little guy. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's not real. I'm not saying there's not pitiful situations. Um, but what I am saying is this, and, and here's is what Rush taught us. Uh, and I got sidetracked, but here's what Rush taught us. Rush taught, look a little deeper and let's look a little deeper tonight. Let's look a little deeper at this situation in Ukraine, you're going to see something that is amazing. You're going to see something that perhaps you didn't see before. Uh, and I'm going to parallel it to the 2016 election. The moment I knew that Donald Trump was who America needed uh, because of the dynamics going on is the same thing I'm seeing about Ukraine and Russia. We'll be right back, and we'll talk about it. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center 501-279-2009 for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. All right. Uh, We're talking about Ukraine. We're talking about the, um, you know, the, the... the optics and, 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 you know, what do we make of it? What, 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 what's the right decision? What, how should we feel about it? What, what is going on? I mean, when you get to the point that you can't, you can't trust virtually anyone, uh, in the government, 
and and it's all you know one there's there's no saying in politics follow the money and man no truer no truer words have ever been spoken so let's do that let's follow the money 40 billion dollars 40 billion and we're broke i mean for all practical purposes as a nation we are broke we do not have any money. We we can't get baby formula. We're shipping baby formula from overseas. Um, our pensions, public pensions, are are broke. They're underwater, and and we have vets uh, on the streets. Uh, we have. Uh, a prop, a huge problem. We have a city of a hundred thousand people pouring over our borders uh, in in a month's time, and every thirty days we're creating a city of a million. I'm sorry, of a hundred thousand illegal immigrants. And so we we and then we're given forty billion dollars now. Uh, one. You know, that was something that President Trump, I, I don't know at the end of the day how much he actually did, but I know he talked about it a lot. Um, and, and so actually how much he actually stopped it, I, that I, I don't know. But the question is, why are we giving them $40 billion? How much control is over that $40 billion? How much of that is going to Raytheon? How much of that is going to general dynamics how much of that is going to all the 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 contractors the the defense contractors war inc as i like to call it 40 billion dollars here's the interesting thing now that's that's the money part of it but let's look at something let's look at that you have when's the last time you saw establishment republicans uh, now they do agree on more than they disagree. They they don't want you to know that, but they do. But when's the last time? Think about this with with me for a moment. When's the last time that you remember Republicans and Democrats seem like they agreed with something, uh, and and yet they agree about Ukraine, and the and the media agrees. When's the last time the media and, and Republicans and Democrats agreed on the same thing? Yet Republicans and journalists are media and Democrats. Republicans, Democrats and media agree on Ukraine. So you know what that tells me? Oh, and by the way, you have a, uh, you have a leader there that is not a morally or any other way upstanding guy. So what's really going on? What's really going on in Ukraine? How should we feel? We see the footage. We see the people. Uh, we know personally of people that were missionaries there. We know people that have suffered. We know uh, I'm not minimizing the suffering. I'm not minimizing the <coughs> the real dynamics of, excuse me, of what, um, Russia's done, but here's 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 a question for you. Um, you know, why aren't we as upset? Why aren't we sending forty billion dollars to Taiwan? Why aren't we sending forty billion dollars to Hong Kong? Why aren't we flying Ta- Taiwanese flags? Why aren't we uh, flying Hong Kong flags? 
why are we not sending equipment to Taiwan and Hong Kong? Think about it. What what is it uh, and and what is it that all Democrats and all Republicans? When I say all, I, I don't mean that literally, obviously, but but as a general rule, the most, the majority Republicans, majority Democrats, majority of the media are all in sync over Ukraine. When's the last time that happened? Well, I'll tell you when's the last time it happened. It happened in 2016 when they all were plotting against Donald Trump. It was the media. It was Democrats. It was Republicans. Remember when all the Republicans on the stage and all of them were like a pack of hungry wolves trying to get their bite of flesh out of out of Trump? And he's just giving it to them back and forth. It was brutal and it was bloody. And that's exactly what is taking place in the Ukraine is you have uh, all of these players, all the same players that were against Trump are for Ukraine. And, and Trump's even come out and said, you know, so here's another one. So we got the money, the 40 billion, you know, where's the accountability? What's it going to be spent on? What are going to be the parameters of the spending? Um, there's all kind of people in federal prison. I, I, I have a friend that misappropriated some uh, funds and uh, he's, he's in federal prison for 20 years. But they'll blow that money. They'll blow that 40 billion. There, there'll be so much fat. There'll be so much corruption with that 40 billion dollars. won't, but, but, uh, it just, it's just like none of your business. It just, it just is what it is. Um, so when's the last time Republicans, Democrats and the media agreed on anything? Well, it was, they, they all agreed they hated Donald Trump in 2016. That's exactly what it was. And then there's the $40 billion with no accountability. Then here's the other thing. Um, where's Europe? Where's Europe in this? Where's NATO in this? Why? We give billions to NATO. Why are we giving $40 billion? Wasn't Europe? Europe's got a bigger economy as a whole than we do. Europe has more people as a whole than we do. Why, why isn't Europe taking care of this? Why are we taking care of this? Why are we paying $40 billion? And we, we act like that money just grows on trees in government. Oh, $40 billion, you know, it just takes a lot to run the government. No, that's coming out of your pocket. You have a say-so in this. Now, you don't storm the Capitol. You don't burn some, you know, an effigy at the stake outside. You're not BLM, uh, including the corruption. But, but you do have recourse. And your recourse is to get a hold of your representative, your senator, your congressman, and say, hey, look, it's got to stop. It's got to stop. It's got to stop now. And yet we have just this onslaught and we just buy stuff hook, line and sinker. And I'm convinced that if we'll just, if we'll 
you know, put forth some effort and put for, you know, become involved, vote, give, call, write. Uh, and that becomes a common thing, not an uncommon thing. It, it can make a profound difference in how a particular candidate, um, reacts and what they do. And so we're going to, we're going to close out, uh, to, to today, tonight, uh, whenever you're listening to this with our tweet of the day. Tweet of the day is always brought to you by, uh, Red River Your Way. Red River Your Way is that dealership right here in the middle of the, of the United States that believes strongly in freedom. When Doc Washburn was fired from Cumulus Media, uh, we, we didn't even get a chance to go out and start calling on accounts. We were getting together and getting a show together. Uh, but you know who called us? That's right. Red River Your Way said, Hey, we want to advertise. And so we're so very thankful for them. So I want to encourage you, uh, <laughs> I want to encourage you to reach out and say, Hey, uh, I want to talk to you. If you, you may not end up buying your car from them, but give them a shot and tell them why you're giving them a shot. Hey, man, you're supporting Doc Washburn. I'm supporting you. Oh, by the way, uh, you can go to elect.washburn.com, give a few bucks to help right here at the midnight hour. We just got, Today and tomorrow, and that's it. Uh, but we're trying to keep ads going. We've had over 1.2 million views on YouTube at elect.washburn. But you can go there and give a few bucks, uh, five, ten, a hundred, whatever you can give, two hundred at elect.washburn.com, elect.washburn.com. Also, we have a couple of great, uh, Republican House, uh, members. Uh, that we are supporting in the state houses, our state house races here in Arkansas. One is Bruce Emerson, who's running against a guy, uh, that, uh, is, is super liberal. He's a, he's a Republican, but he's super liberal. So Bruce, who's a turkey farmer, is running against him. It's Bruce, uh, for Arkansas, Bruce for, or Emerson, I'm sorry, Emerson, E-M-E-R-S-O-N, Emerson for the number four, Arkansas, Emerson for Arkansas. Go there, give Bruce a few bucks, and then go to uh, gregbland.net, gregbland.net. Greg's another great patriot uh, minister running against a uh, a uh, establishment Republican who voted for every tax increase. So I'd love for you to go to uh, Greg Bl- uh, Bland, uh, net, Greg Bland net, or Emerson, l- the number four Arkansas. Uh, this is Stephanie Hoover. You can find her on Twitter. We're talking about the tweet of the day. This is Steph Hoover. She said, I can't believe it's monkeypox season already. I still have my Ukraine decorations up. <laughs> that that totally summarizes our show for today perfectly. I can't believe it's mon- monkeypox season. I still have my Ukraine decorations up. Hey, I hope you have a wonderful week, a wonderful day. It's been a pleasure uh, being on here with you. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow right back here again. Thank you to everybody that that listened live, stayed up, and listened. I actually did this podcast earlier. 
early, early morning Monday, and I had a good group at home with me. Thank you for hanging out with me, and uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And uh, we'll be hopefully we'll maybe we can have.